Hi, this is Zohara with The Soloist, conversations on music, soul, education, life, and many things in between. Hi, and welcome back. Good to have you here. I wanted to share with you um, a nice experience that I had last week. I was invited to one of the high schools here to talk to year 11 and 12 about the point of life, the meaning of life, what sustains life, what nurtures life, and how we find the reason to live. It's a big topic with the very important points. And I've been thinking uh, quite a lot before how to, how to weave it. And I couldn't help it but going back to the time that I was in high school, and what would I want to hear? What I definitely would not hear people to come and preach, preach to us about um, what we need to do, what we haven't done, how we should improve, and so forth. So I thought I'm going. I can do for this youth what I would actually have wanted to hear when I was their age, which is talking from my heart telling them about me, that's what they wanted to hear. It was actually, the, the request was to talk from my own experience and from the thing that I learned in my life. So I thought I'll talk about my experience. I'll tell them a little bit about my upbringing. And uh, even though I have prepared some uh, bullet points, I decided actually to talk from my heart. And it was interesting because it was a series of four talks to four different group of people. And every time I found myself staying in the topic, but talking about different things. And that's what I love with uh, talking with people. I like the organic feel of not needing to repeat the same thing. And even though I'm preparing, I'm preparing because I feel it's important to um, stream into the place of intention, so the energy which I want to share with the people. But I never actually read from the paper. So in other words, I can say I'm preparing and then I for I'm forgetting about it. Trusting that what needs to be left and what, wanted be, what wants to be spoken and come through will come. And I have to attest that this is what I do also when I prepare lectures, presentations, courses. I have a curriculum. I have um, points which I want to cover. I prepare them. I work on them. I cook them. But then I let go of them. I just trust. So uh, this is what actually I shared with this youth. 
When we're young, really young, we love stories. We want to hear the same story over and over again. We know the story by heart. We can almost tell it to ourselves. And we still ask, one more, one more, one more time, one more time. The familiarity of the story is so important to us. It's the way we find ourselves in it. Because that's what stories are for. We love them because we are finding ourselves in them. Then we grow up and many of us are not very interested in the stories as much, in the stories that are being told to us. Some of us continue to like uh, stories that people tell us, but some of us are not interested. When we are grown-ups, we are occupied in looking for our own story. We want to create our own story. There is an, a surge in us that wants to keep and develop our own signature. So then when the elders or just oldies in our families Um, if it's maybe just our parents or grandparents or aunties or uncles, when the old people in our older people in our family start with, with when I was your age, then our eyes roll up and we are not really interested. We want at this age to create our own story, one in which we are unique. I know, because I was a child once too. I did not like when I heard my mother saying, you are like me. I thought to myself that I'm not like anyone. I'm different. I don't want to be like anyone else. It was quite clear to me that I don't like being like anyone else. So my own story is that I made sure that I will not be the same. I became a rebel. I just did the opposite of what my family, especially my parents, uh, were doing or saying. It was quite simple. Not easy, but quite simple. They said something, I did the opposite. They were thinking one thing, I was thinking the opposite. I was a quiet rebel. I was not shouting. I was not um, protesting loudly. But I was definitely developing my own thread of thoughts, my own, own way of being. And it pushed me to be original, to keep originality, not to repeat what I had. As years went by, I discovered that there was a catch to it because it wasn't enough to do the opposite. I needed to find a way which was tailored for me. I had to find my way, not just the other way, but my way. I would like to share with you um, a phrase 
that comes from proverb, and uh, I'll say it first in Hebrew. חנוך לנער על פי דרכו, גם כי יזקין לא יסור ממנה. And in my free translation, it says, educate each youth, adolescence, according to the way they are. Even when they get old, they will not turn away from it. I love this phrase. What it says actually is, in my understanding, is that every child is unique in his or her own way. And therefore, each child needs to be taught or educated in their own way. Chanoch l'na'ar al pidarko, gam t'yazkin, lo yasu mimena. And here's another one which I'd like to share with you. This one is from Rabbi Nachman of Breslav and Hebrew first. Hayom bo noladeta hu hayom bo hechlit hakadosh baruchu shaolam eno yechol itkayem biladecha. Translation. The day you were born is the day God decided that the world could not exist without you. Let me read it again. The day you were born is the day God decided that the world could not exist without you. That's by Rabbi Nachman of Breslav. So how can we do it? What direction should we take in order to feel that we are very necessary, that each and one of us uh, is someone that the world cannot exist without. There are a few ways and a few, um, a few points that we can uh, draw together. I would like to share the ones which came to my mind while I was thinking of this topic. I think it's really important to know and investigate our origin. To know, to understand where and where and uh, what we are coming from. To be aware of what we are carrying. Because many of the things that are in us do not belong to us. They are ancestrals. We carry them in from our tribe, from our family, from our ancestors. And we need to do also to know what is our making, what we are made of, what kind of material we are made of, because we are the product of our environment. As Dr. Shinichi Suzuki said, man is a son of his environment. So it's important for us to investigate our environment, the one that we had Uh, in our upbringing, while, while we were not in a place of um, uh, deciding for ourselves, but we were very influenced and molded by the environment. And also before we were born, many generations before we were born. So this is the origin point. Another one is the vision. We need to have a vision. 
a vision is needed because as Mahatma Gandhi said, it's not the man that makes the vision. It's the vision that makes the man. So when we want to find a purpose and find meaning in our life, it's very, very important that we have a vision. So we have origin. We need to know our origin. We need to have a vision. And we need to know our soul purpose while we're here. So this, this was the time that I shared with uh, the, the youth a bit of my history, the history of my family. I was born and raised in Israel to parents who came from Europe. My father from Austria and my mother from Poland. My father fled Vienna the day before Kristallnacht in 1938. When um, the Nazi leaders unleashed a series of attacks against the Jewish population in Germany, Austria, and Czechoslovakia. The event came to be called Kristallnacht, the night of the broken glass, because of the shattered glass that littered the streets after the vandalism and destruction of Jewish-owned businesses, homes, schools, and institutes. Many dreams were shattered there then, and new dreams needed to be created. So it's back and connecting to the vision, to the dream. My father created a new dream and vision for his life by fleeing and um, going to England to visit his parents and then coming to Israel and joining the British army in which he was actually fell prison of war, became prison of war, and he was uh, four years in a camp as a prison of war. Unfortunately, he did not tell us any stories. It was one of the secrets that he kept. Like many of his generation, people who came from the Holocaust, from wars, from atrocities that happened in many other countries, it was too difficult, too painful to tell what was there. So they were just giving it secret and starting new life. Now, as far as the soul is concerned, it's interesting when I say soul, I when I talk about soul purpose, when I say that we all have a soul purpose, sometimes people hear it as S-O-L-E, and they say, yeah, we do have soul purpose. I'm not sure if, how to pronounce each of them and if it's pronounced differently, but I'm talking about soul, S-O-U-L, just to clarify. Everyone has an inner spark. Everyone has his, her own essence. Everyone has a soul. And we are all connected to the soul of the world. 
the 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 world soul is connected to our soul. Is we are part of our of the world soul. Now the world needs the gift that we are all born with. Our soul that is connected to the world soul, or what is called anima mundi. We need to have uh, at some point of our life we have to get in touch with this purpose. Because each and one of us has a path to take. And when we live our life from soul, we have meaning for our life. It's in a way, in a nutshell, this is the secret. Many times we seek it outside, but it will be reflected to us only if we're lucky. I mean, it's outside. Mostly we will, we will be diverted from our unique essence by looking outside. So this essence, this soul is in us and it's waiting to be unveiled. It's waiting to be released, to be known to us. Finding our soul purpose is one of the main um, journeys we have to take in life because that will color the rest of our life. After we find it, it will color it in a different way. It will change the whole meaning of life. It will give meaning to life. There is a, a story of Herschel of Astropol a prominent figure in Jewish folklore. But I know that this actually story is coming also, is appearing in other folklores too. But I heard it first as a story about Herschel of Astropol. A friend saw him searching, looking for something under the street lamp. And he asked him, Herschel, what are you looking for? And he said, I lost something here and I've been searching it for a long time and I can't find it so the friend wants to help him and he said are you sure you lost it here and he said no no I lost it in the dark so the friend asked so why are you looking here and Herschel answered because I don't want to look for it in the dark so that's the metaphor of where to look for our soul purpose, for our soul essence, for the gift. We can't look for it in, in the light because it's waiting for us in the dark. In the dark, in the places that are not very uh, seen or are not very exposed to the light. Almost like waiting like... Uh, a beacon of light, like a, um, a diamond, which is waiting to be revealed. And I might talk more about this diamond, this demon, this gift, in another episode. Now I wanted to share with you the meeting which I had with the youth, talking about the meaning of life. This is the time, this is the place which uh, generally I finished my presentation. 
because I wanted to give lots of time to these young people to ask the questions. Uh, I did tell them that I love questions. I just love, love, love questions because we know that the answers and the insights are coming in the questions. They're almost like wrapped within the questions. So I wanted to, we were sitting in a circle and we were talking about the need of sitting in a circle and not about having a lecture, lecturing at you. So we were sitting at a, at, at a circle and um, at the beginning they were hesitating to ask questions and I could understand. So it always takes uh, one or two brave souls that there to expose themselves with a question which bothers them. And um, they started asking questions. And when the first one and the second one has answered questions, which has been um, highly, deeply appreciated by me and uh, by other people who listen to it, more people, more youth, more young people, they're asking questions. And what I realized out of these four encounters that I had with these young people was not surprising to me, but was very moving and really touched my heart very deeply. First, I want to tell you that uh, when I drove to the school, I remembered quite clearly how I felt when I was their age. It was a very difficult time in my life. That was a time which I did not really feel seen or listened or understood by adults in my life. There was a way to behave or a way of things to accomplish, but I could feel that very few adults could really see into my heart or into my soul, if you wish. And in a way, I know that this is one of the things which really prompted me and pulled me and invited me to make education my vocation. I chose music education. I, did, I do it through music, using music as the raft. But it's education. It's really touching the life of young people from all ages, their parents and other teachers. So back to this uh, event. As I was listening to them, and getting in touch with the part in me that was in their age, I could see how difficult it is to be in the world at this time and at this age. The only thing which I could actually give them is listening to them, listening and supporting them by listening to them, just sitting there with a big heart, open heart, loving heart, not judge, judging heart, and be as present as I can. It was a gift for me, a real gift for me, to spend the time with this youth. At the end of uh, some of the gatherings, there a few people were waiting for me to talk to me, to ask me more questions. Some of them were children who already asked questions, but they wanted more clarifications. They want they uh, realized that they have more questions. And some of them did not dare asking while we were sitting in the circle. So they were waiting to be uh, to ask the question one-on-one. -on -one. There was one 
uh, young woman young, that uh, approached me, waited until nobody actually, until everybody uh, finishes asking the question. And she asked me, how did you learn all of this? And I asked her, what do you mean? And she said, how did you learn all the things that you were telling us? So I started telling her my a bit of my Ruth, where, where I took uh, my uh, knowledge, information, understanding, insights about a few things. And she said, no, 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 that's not what I mean. She asked, what I meant is how did you learn to be yourself? How did you learn to be so authentic? And she paused and she said, because I want to be me. I want to live my life as myself. I don't know what my sole purpose is yet, but I want to find it. And I know that I will be able to do it while I'm supported by people who trust me. And these words I carry with me most likely for the rest of my life, because she gave me such a gift, this young girl. I think this is what we all need to provide and or to be in the lives of children and young youth. Maybe for everyone. We just need to be there for them, to trust them, and and see them, even through difficulties, through our, our difficulties, through their difficulties. And we need to continue believing. Young people in today's world feel isolated and lonely. They feel misunderstood and unseen. Many of them become weary of hope hope of being included in life. So they stay a lot in their rooms, they do video games, they watch lots of screen hours. They, like many adults in their life, are seemingly very connected with all the devices and social media that they are involved with. But the truth is that they are increasingly associated, this, sorry, dissociated. And therefore they find it very hard, if not impossible, to develop authentic presence. I wish that we, adults, parents, teachers, grandparents, find way and ways to see these young people and help them flourish and thrive. After all, the future of the world is in their hands, and they know it. Thank you for listening. Feel free to send your ideas or your um, the way that you see this topic. It's very, very close to my heart, this topic. And I think it should be close to all our hearts because we are talking about the future of the world. If you want to help 
this podcast. Please share it with your friends and um, put some write some comments and also rate it and subscribe. In that case, you will get an automatic you get it automatically in your feed whenever a new podcast is being published. And all of this will help the podcast stay alive and not be pushed to a back corner. And I really thank you for this. Keep well. Look after yourself. Look after your heart. Bye for now.